the good stuff. Smiles for Miles with Bethany. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Good Stuff Smiles for Miles podcast. It has been a long time since I have done an episode, but I am so glad to be back today. I'm excited to bring on one of my favorite people ever. She is so fun to be around and just has a heart for God. So please welcome to the podcast, Miss Josie Smith. Hello. (laughs) Josie, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's just jump right into it, and um, I start all of my podcasts off with an icebreaker question. So, in your opinion, which running shoe brand is the best and why? Okay, this is kind of going to be a confusing answer. So, for trainers, Brooks, 100%. Like, if I, one time I tried Saucony's and I got a horrible shin split. (laughs) So, uh, that's definitely Saucony slander, but definitely Brooks Adrenalines are my go-tos. But for spikes, I love Saucony spikes, which is so weird because I don't like Saucony trainers, but I like their spikes. So, yeah. Nice, nice. I've never tried spikes, but I know a lot of people like wearing them. A lot of my team wear Nike spikes, which they seem to like them, but Saucony spikes sound really good, too. Yeah, I love mine. And Brooks all the way. I love my Brooks glycerin so much. So we have the same opinion on Brooks. Yes. Okay, so I want to ask you about FCA Distance Running Camp because we have talked about FCA in my other podcast, but I want to hear about your experiences with FCA Distance Running Camp. It's literally like my favorite place in the world. Like if I could pick one week out of the whole year to just live in constantly, I definitely pick FCA camp. And my, I, I love, well, I'm not slandering you because my huddle this summer was pretty lit. But my first huddle I had has a really special place in my heart because, like, I went into that camp and I was like, because, like, I doubt myself a lot. So I was like, am I going to make any good friends? But then my huddle leader, Erica Freyhoff, was spectacular. And I became really good friends with Hannah Swanson and Riley. Shout out to Riley. Woo! So, yeah, and I'm actually going to be huddle leader there this summer, so I'm excited to see what God has to use me for in a new way in that camp. Oh, yes. FCA is such a fun place to meet new people who have a heart for God just like you do. Yes. And, you know, the huddle leaders care about you so much, so it's just such a fun place to be there. For sure. And actually, FCA Distance Camp registration is open now. It's June 13th through the 16th at the University of Kearney, and you can go sign up at fcanebraska.org. So you should go sign up because you could have a chance to be in Josie's huddle, and she is literally amazing. And it's literally going to be the most fun huddle. Yeah, I mean. At my camp, and no one can tell me any different. Right? I mean, if you want to have a fun time just running, learn about Jesus, and see some people do ridiculous thing in a lip sync battle, this is a camp for you. Also, still pretty mad that the Aladdin lip sync didn't win from Huddle 2. Uh, yeah, we were absolutely amazing, guys. It was the best one there. The only reason that one won is because Ryan was the Huddle leader. Oh, so and true. everybody loves Ryan. So, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, but that's, I mean... That's like, a, that's like a competitor coming out in me. Oh, yeah, but I mean, your sword fighting with Emma was amazing. Oh, that was... That was the best acting skills for my life. Yeah, and even Tony like, gave on. all of us a high five. And you yes. can't argue with Tony. Yeah. 
Tony is my bestie. Yeah, shout out to Tony. He is the best photographer and the most fun person to be around at FCA Distance Camp. Oh my gosh. Uh, side note, I think you told me this. Like, nobody hopped on the Be Real wagon yet during FCA camp. Oh, so and true. I had it. And Tony was taking all my Be Reels. And people were like, Josie, Tony literally has the camera. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. I want Tony in my Be Reels. Yeah. But now everybody's on Be Reels. So I think I just single handedly started that trend. You did. So, guys, if you want to take a Be Real with Tony, come to FCA. Yeah, for real. Okay, so I want to hop into some running questions. So why is it so important to take care of your bodies when you are a runner? Oh my gosh, this is a good question. Because I think, like, when you love something, you want to do it for a long time. So lately I've been focusing on longevity and, like, recovering better. Because what's the point of, like, loving something but then having your body wear down? And so, like, that you have to take your easy days easy and your hard days hard because if you love something you just want longevity in it yeah I totally agree with that honestly what you just said there was what my coach Daniel said this morning he was like guys make sure you take care of your bodies and he literally said take your easy day easy and your hard days hard yeah 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 like that is so true okay that's that's literally what I tell people when they're like how do I get faster I'm like Literally take your easy days easy and your hard days hard. And yes. you're gonna Yeah. And don't weight lift very hard after a hard day because then you're just gonna injure your body. Yeah. Okay, so why are we told not to wash our shoes in the washing machine? Okay, see I didn't know this until my bestie Anne talked about it. <laughs> yes, shout out to Anne. Anne. I love that woman. She's amazing. Um, anyways, I but I told her like in like eighth grade I would wash my running shoes and then she looked at me like I was literally like the antichrist <laughs> like she was like why didn't you wash your shoes and I was like and they were literally the worst shoes ever yeah that's when I was buying shoes for books so just don't don't flame me on that oh yeah but yeah it like I don't even know how it ruins it but I know Anne said not to do it and I'm so I'm not gonna do it mm-hmm I just, like, hang them up for wet. Yeah, but I totally agree. Just washing your shoes in the washing machine can just ruin them, and it's just bad. But, yes, shout-out to Ann, Lincoln Running Company. If you guys need new shoes, I know they do offer a discount for student-athletes, so go and buy your shoes from Lincoln Running Company and meet the famous Ann. She's amazing, guys. Yes, icon. Okay, so um, what are the worst ways to ruin your running shoes and then kind of part two of that question how can we prevent those things from happening well I think like your running shoes can ruin you Ooh, that that's a good point like I think your running shoes can ruin you like if you're because like I have I had like horrible tendonitis my sophomore year of cross season and so I had to get stability shoes Mm -hmm. and like from seventh grade to the middle of sophomore year cross season I was running in like lightweight speed shoes yeah which is not what I wanted and like also like replacing your shoes every 300 miles which I'm kind of bad at oh yeah (laughs) Uh, and then I wonder why I have shin splints Ooh, Um, good point (laughs) but yeah, I kind of, like, didn't answer your question, mm-hmm. but I think your running shoes, you can definitely ruin your running shoes. You can. And, honestly, wait, 
I just had a thought and then I lost it. Oh, you said something and then I lost it. Oh, I can't remember now. Oh, the tracking your mileage. Yes. That is one thing you need to make sure you do is that when you get running shoes, make sure you track your mileage because if you don't, then you could be running on bad shoes and not even know oh, yeah. and then you could injure yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yes, make sure you track your mileage. Didn't Anne say it was like between 300 and 400 miles? Yeah, I always replace it 250. Yeah. Because I have bad, I have, I've, I have had bad knees. And so I replace it two fifty. But I think you just have to what works for you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what kind of food should we be feeling our bodies with? This is my favorite topic. <laughs> um, I love to focus on like. Sorry if I'm sniffling a lot. I'm on the downhill side of a cold. It's okay. <laughs> um, I love to focus on like the macronutrients, so like carbs, protein, and fat. So I make sure I have those in every meal. And I also am a big fan of liquid IV. Okay. Post run, which is like, is a lot of sodium. And like, you hear a lot of diet culture how, like, no, stay away from sodium. But like, there have been, like, there's this runner from Duke that I follow that she, her, her senior year before state cross country, she literally, like, went into a coma because she wasn't giving her body enough salt. Wow. Because she followed, like, Weight Watchers diet culture. Uh huh. And so her, she didn't give her body enough salt. So I think like knowing that your diet has to be different, and like I'm I'm putting down I don't I don't track my calories because that's toxic. But I bet mm-hmm. you I'm putting down thirty five hundred calories a day. Yeah. Like, because it takes so much to even keep your body going. Like we need two thousand calories to just sit and watch TV all day. Mm hmm. So, like, imagine how many calories you need when you're pumping out 40 miles a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so true. And honestly, guys, do not eat fast food because it's just bad for your body. And, guys, you know, that's what Chipotle is for. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like, a big believer in moderation. Like, if I'm, like, okay, McDonald's chicken nuggets sound good. I'm going to get it because if, like, if you don't moderate it, then that's how disordered thoughts can start. Yeah. And so I'm like, like, I'll be driving through Carney. I'm like, you know, Culver's Custard sounds good right now. Oh, yeah. And I get it because food's supposed to be fun. It is. As long as you don't eat, like, too much fast food. Like, don't go oh, yeah. out and eat like, every I single day a week. Like the, definitely like the 80-20 rule for me, like 80%. Yeah. Like, don't go out and eat every single day of the week. That's bad. Yes. Oh, okay. So, what is the importance of winter training? I actually just started winter training this winter. Mm-hmm. I like I did basketball the past three years. Yeah, winter training this winter, and like I've already noticed like, um, like how much faster I am. And I did a lot of the indoor meets at Concordia. Shout out to Concordia, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I was literally one second away from my mile PR. Nice. In, like. February. That's so good. Which is like, so yeah, it just like puts you like one step ahead mm-hmm. of everybody else. And you're not trying to make up that shape as track season goes on. Yeah. And you know, if you just want to become a better runner, just running in the winter, you know, it sucks because it's cold, but it, you will f- see yourself benefiting from it. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so the viewers and listeners don't know this, but you are a senior this year, and yes. you will be running in college, but I want to know, what is the number one thing your high school cross-country years have taught you? Oh, my gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, like, definitely enjoying the process, and, like, it's okay to come sh- come short to goals. Yeah. I'm losing, I'm losing my voice. No, it's okay. <laughs> Like, like I, I'm in a pretty competitive conference, and, um, like, the past few years, I've always fallen as runner-up when I've been ranked first and all this, but, like, I think just, like, that applies to life, too, like, keeping your head down and not looking at what anybody else is doing and just focusing on your own thing and just being patient. Yeah. Because I think, like, so many times, and, like, especially in the 21st century, like, we love instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And this sport's, like, the exact opposite of that. Yeah. So it's kind of taught me to go against, like, culture in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I really like that. Okay. So I want to hop into um, tying some faith with running questions. So how do you look for God during your runs? I I, th- I like to take runs as, like, a way to praise him. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite thing to do is wake up. I like sunrise and watch the sunrise and like I think like just celebrating how God made me and celebrating what he's made that yeah. I'm running it it's just it's like my favorite way to praise him mm-hmm. that's so and good think, and like especially in hard workouts too like I kind of thought I was thinking of this yesterday because I had 800 meter repeats yesterday those were killer <laughs> but um like I was thinking like I had to do six eight hundreds and I was on like my fourth one, and it was that one was hard. But I was like, I can't imagine like the pain Jesus felt carrying my cross. Yes, like that was my cross, and He carried it for me. Mm-hmm. And so I can carry this pain for three minutes. Yes. Like, yeah, that's so true. Honestly, that remember reminds me of. FCA 2021, my first year, when um, Madison literally talked about how um, Jesus suffered more pain on the cross than you do running. Like, that that was just, like, I remembered back to that. And I was like, that is so true. And honestly, I tell myself that so many times when I'm running because, you know, sometimes running just really hurts. But you need to remember that, like, Jesus suffered so much pain when he didn't have to. But because he loves us, he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, our team does heart goals. So we like, you know, I assume you would know what those kind of are, mm-hmm. but I was wondering, do like, does your team or just you as an individual do the same thing for runs? Uh, I think I like set heart goals for myself for the season. So like one of mine this year is to be more of a friendly competitor. Like I've kind of felt convicted of that during cross season because like I'm so competitive. Yeah. And like if I lose, I can get mad. Yeah. And I can like hold a grudge against that person, and it's really toxic. Uh-huh. But like fixing my mindset to be like, hey, God created this person. I need to show them Christ's love even when I'm mad. Yeah. Because Christ did that so many times too. Like you read the Gospels and you see the Pharisees just like coming at him. And, like, me as a person, I would have, like, punched the Pharisees. Because they were <laughs> bleeding on my neck like that all the time. But Jesus, like, came to them with a gentle heart. 
and was like, hey, like, this is, here's, I'm, I'm going to talk to you and not be mad at you. Yeah. And so just kind of adopting that mindset is probably one of my main heart goals this track season. Yeah, I really like that. And, you know, heart goals are such a, just a good way to remember God during your runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, we kind of, you kind of just, like, talked about this, but um, how do you show love to the people you're competing against and then to the people on your team? Um, I, I'm, like, I'm the only girl that does, like, cross country, but mm-hmm. I, so I'm, like, surrounded by boys, and, like, a lot of the boys are wrestlers, so they're just doing it in the same shape. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I can get mad, like, when they're, like, joking around in the middle of a rep or something, and I'm like, guys, this is, this is literally a workout, but then, like, they remind me <clears throat> that I need to have fun, too. Yeah. And so, and, and being a gentle leader and I've been trying to step up as a senior to lead my team and especially this track season like leading my whole track team mm-hmm. like me and one of our other uh, seniors he's a really good long jumper like we've talked about <clears throat> leading this team and how we're gonna set an example like Christ on this team by being more gentle and because the freshmen are watching Noah and I like everything we do at track meets yeah so if Noah gets second at conference in the long jump like he's not gonna be super mad Mm -hmm. like he's gonna take it with a grain of salt because if like if I get mad when I lose the freshmen are gonna think it's okay to get mad when they lose yeah definitely makes sense yeah no that makes total sense like just setting a good example for just the younger athletes yeah that makes sense because like you kind of just you can use that skill throughout your whole life. Like, you know, yeah. when we become parents, we're, we want to set a good example for our kids or, like, our grandkids. So it's, like, that's a skill yeah. you can use throughout the whole – your whole life. Yeah, totally. Okay. So um, you talked about how you've had knee problems before. So, like, um, what is the number one thing God has taught you if you've ever been injured or, like, through your injury? Well, like, when I had – tendonitis before the summer before my junior year my left knee and I had to like cut my mileage down yeah because I'm a person like I thrive off of high mileage Mm -hmm. Um, like I thrive off of running 40 miles a week and like and I was so like mad at myself and I was like oh my gosh but then I like like God just revealed to me one day on my run like this like this isn't my identity yeah like, this isn't, this is something he's made me to do. This isn't something I am. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Like, making sure that your sport doesn't, like, yeah. define your identity. Because, like, our identity lies in Christ. And it doesn't it, align in our sport. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, did you ever struggle with giving God the glory after any cross-country or track race or... And do you, like, maybe still struggle with that? I feel like sometimes I can struggle with that, especially after a good win, because, like, I can be prideful. Like, yeah. my flesh wants to be prideful and take it for myself. But then I realize that God gave me this gift, that mm-hmm. God gave me my legs. Yeah. So, like, n- none of the results are my own doing. Yeah. Like, none of this is my own doing, so why should I, 
why should I claim it as my own? Mm-hmm. That is, that's so good. And, um, you know, the gifts that God gave us was so that we could, like, glorify him yeah. through our gifts and that we could be able to, like, show himself through our gifts to others. Yeah. Okay. So I want to hop in to just like the main topic and I chose finding joy even in the little things for you because you are honestly one of the most joyful people I've ever met. Like every single day at FCA, you had a smile on your face. You like, I, I I don't think I ever saw you not smiling and you just like enjoyed yourself and you just had such a joyful heart in every single thing you did there. So that's like the best compliment ever. (laughs) So yeah, so I chose joy for you. And Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And I want to ask you, what does this verse mean to you? I am a visual person, so I'm going to grab, and actually I have, I'll just look it up on my phone. That'll be quicker than flipping through my physical Bible, even though I love my physical Bible. (laughs) Yes. So, pause. What did you say? It was Romans... fifteen thirteen. Okay. Okay. And it's okay. I'm a visual person, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so good. I love how it says, fill you completely. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing else can... Like, things can... Other things in this world can make us happy, but they can't make us joyful. Yes. And, like, God is our source of joy. Because joy is, like... I don't like. I know the difference between happiness and joy, but I know how. To, I don't know how to describe it because yeah. it's such a deep like, topic. I agree. But, but God is like our source of joy, mm-hmm. and like when you like completely surrender to Him, that and you let Him work through you. That's that's one of the first fruits of the spirits that are ever listed is joy. Yeah. Because and then also like being a like a light for others too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, and, like, I like how you brought up the fruits of the Spirit, because, like, that's the second one in the verse, and it's, like, honestly, it's kind of hard to just find joy in a lot of things, and it, mm-hmm. I definitely know I struggle with it, and I bet there's a lot of other people that struggle with finding joy. Yeah, and I definitely have, this is kind of part of my testimony, and so, like, in the winter of 2020, I went through a depressive episode, like, I was just, like, coming into my room crying every night and like nobody at school like knew how I was feeling and I was feeling suicidal and I brought I bought this like two dollar journal at Walmart and I was like okay I'm gonna write down five things every day that brought me like little sparks of joy and it's actually I still write in that notebook to this day and there's like 1500 things in it wow that's amazing like totally awesome like honestly praise god that even like through that hardship i could still find five things to be like that brought me joy yeah i totally agree and that's honestly that's a good thing to like just do is go and buy a notebook and write five things you're joyful for i mean like that's such a just a good way to remind you of all the things you can find joy in yeah yeah so um what things do you do to like find joy in a lot of things and like what kind of gives you joy oh my gosh a lot of things give me joy yeah like like jesus gives me joy obviously like i love i love being in the presence 
as my savior. Like, whenever I'm driving, I'm just blasting my worship music. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can't even hear my blinker. <laughs> Don't tell the DMV that. No. Um, but I'm the DMV, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, but, like, I also find joy in, like, being a light for others. Like, yeah. One thing I feel like God's been teaching me lately is to be more present and, like, ask people how they are. And sometimes, like, when I ask people at school how they are, they just, like, break down. And they're like, I just needed really to talk to someone today. So I'm just so glad you asked me that. And, like, I see them a few days later, and they're just, like, full of joy. And then I see them talking to other people, and it's just, like, it's such a ripple effect. Yeah. That's so good because, like, I feel like some people never understand, like, just smiling at someone or saying hello, asking them how their day was. I don't think they realize if that person's going through a hard time, just hearing those words can give someone so much joy. And it can, like, give them the sense that, like, wow, I actually matter. And it, like, can really impact people. Yes. And, like, being joyful... And not happy makes people like at, they're like ask me they're like how are you so happy all the time and I'm just like because of my savior yeah and so my joy like Lord I pray that it like shows him and not me mm-hmm. because like I don't think it's ironic that Jesus and joy both start with a J oh, I like, love that like like we were made to be set apart and yes, to be set we apart that's being joyful and not happy sometimes Mm-hmm. definitely and I, I like the point of jesus and joy both start with a j like that's so yeah. cool to think about okay so um do you think it's hard to find joy in everything you do oh yeah a thousand percent like yeah it's like it's, come on it's hard to find joy in hill repeats uh-huh <laughs> like but then like on like those hard reps I'm like okay but I got I got legs today yeah you do like sun's up my legs are moving like I'm breathing like that's something to be joyful about yeah and it's also like I always think like many times joy times ties in with thankfulness Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, we have lakes to run. We are, we have air that we are breathing, and like, that's just so many things that we can be like, wow, God, thank you for this and thank you for that. Like, so many things we have to be thankful for that Jesus gave us. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah, and so, um, like, we will go through hard times and face trials, but, like, how can we learn to find joy in those situations? And then if you've ever went through, like, hard times, what are some ways that you have learned to help you remember to always have joy? Well, I think I, it's hard to find joy sometimes, especially in hard situations, but just remembering who Christ is and how he's always the same. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like, oh. he's never going to change. Very true. I can lean on him during those rough times, and I know that God uses trials to make me stronger. Yeah. And that I just have to be patient and work through it, and that I'm going to come out better on the mm-hmm. other side. Yeah, that's so true. And it is definitely very hard to find joy in, like, when you have, like, a relative die or yeah. you, like, I mean, tying into, like, running, like, you lost 
state cross country or something like that. Like, yeah. it's just sometimes so hard to find joy in that. Yeah, for sure. And that's honestly where sometimes you just need to pray to God and ask him, help me to find joy even in the little things. Yeah. And I think also, like, like I love to win, but I think I've learned more about myself and God when I had to bring home a silver medal instead of a gold one. Yeah. Like, I learned so much more about myself mm-hmm. than when I win. So true. Because, honestly, like, honestly, you're thankful that you got a silver medal and that you even got to yeah. be in state. But, like, sometimes the thought that comes to us to our mind is that, well, silver is still second and someone is still ahead of yeah. me. Yeah. And Yeah, so true. Yeah, and it's just... It's just hard because, like, you think about, like, state basketball is going on right now and then how much the girls cry when they get second place. But, you know, like, it's just sometimes always fun to see some of those players who, yes, they got second place, but you see this big smile that they have on their face because they're, like, they're happy that they got to compete in state and that they got to have the chance and that they found the joy in what they were trying to do. Yeah, that is so true. Like, one of our conference schools, Overton, they got state runner-up in D2 volleyball, and I watched it, and I was sad because I love those Overton girls. But, like, yeah. when they went to get their medals from their coach, none of them were crying. Yeah. Like, they were all smiling. And one of the girls uh, talked to one of my friends, and she was like, I was just glad that I had the chance to compete at that level because there are some people, like, that, like, barely qual- – that – barely missed it mm-hmm. there's some people that like you could tie it back to running like i got ninth at state yeah like so many times at uh district tracks because my district is loaded yeah. and like i have always been because i take the next six fastest times mm-hmm. and so when you have the state champ in your district for the two mile you just have to try to run off of time yeah and like i was i was five seconds away the last two years from being the sixth additional qualifier. Yeah. And, like, but then I was, like, I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to go to the state track and cheer on my friends. Even though I haven't gotten to be there yet, mm-hmm. I'm still going to put on my big girl pants and go cheer for them. Yeah. Because there's still a blessing that I need to be. Yeah, and just honestly by doing that, like, comes back to your point about, um, sorry. Okay, let's see. Yeah, um, making that point comes back to uh, being a, like, showing what, like, a good sport is to the younger teammates. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's so good. So, um, it was actually really funny because the day I started writing your questions, um, the next day in my Bible class, I had my a substitute teacher who was my 7th grade Bible teacher, Mr. Lockyer. And it was really funny because the topic we talked about was joy and we talked about how um solomon had a lot of struggles and trials but he found joy in everything he did yeah and i thought it was really cool and it also reminded me of like paul because like paul went through so many things in his life yeah and like he sorry to interrupt you but that just literally me what paul did like paul was literally sitting in jail and Mm -hmm. he wrote philippians yeah. He was literally sitting in, like, solitary confinement with no sunshine. Yeah. 
we wrote Philippians. Yeah, and it's like the how many times he was almost killed, but yeah. since he found so much joy in sharing the gospel and making sure that he could tell so many people about Jesus, he kept on doing it. Yeah, for sure. And that's crazy. And sometimes that just thinking about that motivates me with yeah. like sometimes the little things that I'm just angry about. It's like, you know, I should try to find joy in this because if Paul could find joy and Solomon could find joy with all the struggles they went through, then I can too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's so good. So do you ever wonder or, like, ask yourself how did they find joy after something they went through, whether it was someone in the Bible or someone you know? Oh, yeah, I think about that all the time. And I, I'm thinking about, like, what I texted you today what today is for my family and if you guys don't know whoever's listening it's my dad's um 15 years sober mark Mm -hmm. and today and I think about my my dad is literally the like the strongest Christian man I know like my my mom and dad went through so much to keep their marriage together and now they're like the most they're the most joyful couple Mm -hmm. that I know and I think just being patient and knowing that someday we're going to have joy. And, like, we're not even, like, fully joyful right now. Yeah. Like, my, my joy right now cannot even compare to standing in front of the throne of God. Oh, so true. Like, this is just, like, a little snippet mm-hmm. of what we're going to experience yeah. in front of the throne of God. Yeah, I really like that. And honestly, like... Just thinking about when Jesus comes back, thinking about just running into his arms just gives me so much joy thinking about, like, one day I'm going to be able to hug my Savior and my King and that I will just be with him forever. Uh, This kind of ties back to an early question, but one of my uh, future teammates, she's like literally my mom, uh, Riley Riley Hacker at Concordia. Some of you might know her. But she uh, always talks about how when she races, she imagines, like, running into Jesus' arms. Mm-hmm. And it, she's, she's always like, that, like, that, that, like, helps me zone in and helps me focus. Mm-hmm. But she writes about this all the time on, on Instagram and on her social media. And I'm like, Riley, that is a word. Yeah. Like, that is so true. That is such a good way to incorporate Christ into a racer workout yeah and that's yeah it just that's even hearing other people think about that just gives me joy I mean it's amazing and okay so my next question it ties back to we kind of already talked about this but Galatians 5 22 through 23 says but the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness and self-control and against such things there is no law so like why do you think god has one of the fruits of the spirits be joy i think like joy like all those other fruits of the spirit like self-control gentleness like the result of doing those things is joy Mm -hmm. like the result of me being loving and opening the door for an elderly person at, like, Applebee's. Yeah. Like, that like that brings me joy. Yeah. Like, being gentle with people and, like, helping people up and, like, all of that, like, that brings me joy. 
Yeah. So I, I feel like joy is like an end result. Yeah. Of those fruits, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. And I like how you just like talked about a few things that gives you joy in your life. And honestly, I think sometimes if people don't have joy in their life, I feel like sometimes they might struggle because if they just kind of find just the bad things or look at all the bad things that happen in their life and they don't have any joy, that really could like be hard to just live your life without any joy. For sure. And honestly, I can't ever imagine living my life without joy because there's so many things I find joy in and honestly it's just so hard to think about what it would be like without joy oh for sure and like that kind of made me think of like something my mom always tells me this is like literally a quote my family lives by live to love and love to live yeah which is like so good my mom told me that when I was like six and like I'm in my head I was like Lori what are you saying Like, what does that even mean? But, like, as I've gotten older, I've seen my my family, like, everybody in my family says it, like, my grandparents, my cousins, and, like, seeing my family do that, is that we we were made, we were made to love. Mm -hmm. We were made to help people find joy in Christ. And so that's just kind of, like, I feel like that's honestly kind of my mission statement. Yeah. I, I like that, and I like how you said we were made to love because, like, you think about in Matthew where um, Jesus told us that one of the greatest commandments is, like, we're supposed to love the Lord our God, but we're also supposed to love our neighbors. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, it is very true that we are made to love. Um, I feel like that verse is so important <laughs> because, like, I know for a lot of people that I cross paths with, like, I have to carry myself in a way that honors Christ and radiates Christ because sometimes I'm the only Bible that people will ever read. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it like that, it makes you, like, feel, like, so convicted to be like, okay, like, this is how I should operate myself. Yeah. In public and behind closed doors. Like, this is how I should be. My goal is just become more like Christ every day. Yeah, wow, I love that. And I like how you said sometimes you're the only Bible that people ever see. And, like, I guess I've never thought about that, but that's honestly so true because we've been talking about in Bible class about my Bible teacher has been saying sometimes that there's just people in the world that don't get the chance to read the Bible or hear the gospel, which is why it's so important that we as believers in Christ go out and share the word of God because, like Mm -hmm. you said, we could be the only Bible that they see. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, you've kind of talked about this, but, um, what effects has joy had on your life? Oh my gosh. That would be such a long answer, but <laughs> we have time. We have time. Oh, we do. Yes, we uh, do. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like have like this new view on everything. And like joy makes a little of it sweet. In the big moments, even sweeter. Yeah. And I think, like, I've learned how the process makes me joyful. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a question. Okay. Um, what have, what, if you had to name it, what would be, like, your three most joyful moments of this year? And, like, how would you, like, thank Christ for them? I've been thinking about that lately. Hmm. That's a good question. I wasn't expecting you to ask me a question, but that's so good. <laughs> um, honestly... I think 
some of the moments that have just given me so much joy is just when people have asked me how I've been doing because definitely this year, sophomore year, has been a bit of a struggle. I've been through a few stuff. But just honestly, hearing one of my teammates or someone ask me how I am has just given me so much joy because it's like they really want to know how I'm doing. And again, shout out to Riley Dahlman. We love Riley. But um, she has been like my like discipleship person and has been like helping me grow in my faith and she's just such a caring person and always wants to make sure I'm doing okay and she always wants to pray for me and that has just given me so much joy and I always thank God for having a friend like her because honestly I don't know what I would do without Riley and just her asking me how I am knows and tells me that I am loved by Riley yeah that is so good and well what about you i'm gonna throw that question back at you (laughs) if i have to give three moments uh a lot of these honestly are related to like my senior year and like college stuff like my like i'm so thankful for how tightly knit my class (laughs) is like there's only 213 people preschool through 12th grade yeah in high school like it is super small like we're class d Mm -hmm. class d2 and everything and like how tightly knit my classes and how we're helping each other get up like when I am falling mentally like my my classmates are like okay like this is our last year together we're gonna pick each other up mm-hmm. and we're gonna take care of each other and like I've been so thankful for the people I have gotten to be with these last 13 years because they have helped me become a better Christian and I'm thankful that God has allowed me to help them yeah I've I really like that. That's so good. And just, yeah, just like, honestly, like you said, when you've been with people for 13 years, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think you've been with people for so long, but honestly, just knowing that you've, like, been friends with them for that long, and that just knowing that, like, this friendship is still strong, still gives you joy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Josie, I have had such a fun time on the podcast with you today. And honestly, I definitely will always bring you back on. I would love to bring you back on for another episode. Um, you know, uh, into the in this fall, you know, you should totally have me and Keely Gray on here. Because we're going to be roommates at Concordia. Oh my gosh, and I would I can, love to have I Keely can, on. I can talk her into that. I can talk that girl into anything. Yes, I would, I would love girl. to have Keely on. And guys, oh, if you don't know Keely, she is amazing. She has such a heart for God, and she's, oh my gosh, guys, she's so fun to be around. Yes. Yes, I love her. But, yes, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I have had such a fun time with you. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, well, guys, until next time.